0: you'll have to share that's the powerful backing of american express terms apply learn more at americanexpress.com slash with amax you are listening to the 23 personnel podcast where food and sports clash at the goal line here are your hosts spencer and michael Welcome back to another episode of the 23 Personnel Podcast This is your post-game instant reaction podcast for Texas Tech Taking down the West Virginia Mountaineers 23-20 to on the road Matt Wells is 3-0 versus these West Virginia Mountaineers Um, Taylor 2 halves, but you pulled it out there in the end We're going to roll without Michael this week He is hosting some family Wasn't sure when he's going to be available I just replaced him so thanks to Kyle and Rob for jumping on, helping out. Um, I guess let's start the, let's start start with the first half, talk about um, how Texas Tech was able to build that 17 point lead, go into the halftime, um, obviously 17-0, and then watch it get completely obliterated in the third quarter and get it tied up there. What what, do you, what did you guys see in that first half uh, that let Texas Tech or that led to Texas Tech building that lead? Um, and then holding on defensively and pitching the shutout.
1: Let's go to you first, Rob. Offensively, I saw everything I've ever wanted to see from Sonny Cumbie in this offense. It needs to be quick. It needs to be decisive. It needs to be in rhythm. And you saw all of those things with Henry Columbi and Sonny Cumby having some momentum there in the first half. And that allows your defense to play better when you have that kind of momentum. And it just fits this style. It fits the kind of offensive line you have. And I don't know that there's a better play designer in the red zone than Sonny Cumbie, at least not in the Big 12 from what I've seen.
0: Yeah, there's definitely some some creativity down there. Um, I, I I did like uh, that Roger Thompson was able to get involved in that, and that we've seen some... Some throws, the tight ends down there. Uh, Henry Teeter, your third string guy, is getting some, some looks and touches down there, which is, is awesome. Uh, something that Michael's talked a lot about is that, you know, what Sonny Cumbie was able to do with a tight end in the red zone at TCU. Uh, we were excited what he was going to, you know, be able to do with that at Texas Tech. Um, so, yeah, on on defense that first half, you, were, you weren't giving up any big plays. You, you got the, the strip sack fumble. From Colin Schooler there, the first half to force a turnover, and you you kept, you know, West Virginia out of the end zone. Second half, a little bit different story you gave up. West Virginia's first two second half touchdowns of the season in game five of the year for them. Congrats. But uh, ultimately, you held them to 20 points. Uh, It's a conference opponent that, you know, on the road, and you were able to put up 23 and get the win there. Kyle, what did you see in the second half, uh, especially with the offense? You know, how, how Rob talked about the offense was was moving along so well in the first half. Um, what did you see in the second
2: half? Well, again, yeah, the first half, I thought they did a great job of sustaining drives, which was probably this offense's biggest weakness um, through the first few games of the season. Um, you know, it was very boom or bust, and without – Eric Azucama today, you know, that was kind of a concern. And it was like, especially against a good defense, are you going to be able to string together several first downs, keep your defense off the field? And they did that really well in the first half. Um, it seemed to me in the, at the beginning of the second half, I think both of your first two series were three and out. And it looked like, to me, they had kind of abandoned the run and not, you know, taken as balanced of an approach as they did in the first half. Um, so I think that was kind of why you got off to a slow start in the second half. Um, and then to be quite honest, I missed a good portion of the fourth quarter because I'm moving and somebody was at my house to pick up my old hot tub. So I actually can't really offer any commentary beyond that. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry.
0: No, you're good. So, yeah, like in that, in that the start of the second half, uh, it was quite a bit of a pucker factor, really. Like you, you get West Virginia get, starts off the second half with the ball, drive down. Uh, seven play drive, 75 yards in three minutes, scores a touchdown. You go three plays, minus five yards, and punt on your on your first, uh, touch of the second half. And West Virginia's driving again on that, on that second drive. Um, ended up going nine plays, 46 yards. Your, your defense, you know, buckled down there right there at the end, forced a field goal. Um, cause very nearly watched, you know, a 17 point lead evaporate into just a, a field goal game in just a matter of minutes. Um, then you followed up the West Virginia field goal. You came back out, three play, seven yards. Punted again. West Virginia scored a touchdown to tie it, uh, and then you traded off field goals until the end of the game. Uh, you kicked one. West Virginia kicked one. Then you kicked one right there at the end, eighteen seconds. Um, and I, I'll just say though, Rob, uh, there at the end, your your lack of a pass rush, or lack of um. Consistent pass rush may have actually won you the game there with Jared Dage wasting nine <laughs> seconds on that final drive. That's the uh, final play. Uh, because th- th- there was no, there wasn't anybody in his face until what five or six seconds in, in, into the play. Uh, and he just sat there, uh, and then eventually threw the ball out of bounds. Uh, but the time had already expired. Um, and I, I, I know that you had, you had talked a little bit about the, the, the th- three man front scheme on, on the pregame show. Um, we did we did see some pressure today. It's not that like day. a great quarterback, but you know Hutchings got in there and absolutely blew him up. You uh, got some pressure off you know off blitzes from the linebackers. Um, so your, your your take Rob on on the defense there. Um, I guess just in, in general, but then like in, in the second half to, to, to really close it down after you had given up the, the, the 17 points and the lead.
1: Yeah, you know what? I know everyone wants pressure every play, and they want Aaron Donald, and they want just the 85 Bears. When you can hold a conference opponent to 20 points, even an offense as bad as West Virginia's, which they're a bad offense, there's no doubt about it, when you can do that, you played well. And to, to be down Muddy Waters, to be down DeMarcus Fields, to be down Reggie Pearson in the second half, to be down, whoever else was out, somebody else was out in the secondary, and to still be there in a position to win at the end and to only give up 20 points in the second half, which sounds crazy, but I don't think there's anything wrong with the defense per se. Do you want more pressure on key downs? Yeah, but doesn't everybody? I just, you can't send six every time. That gets predictable too. So, I thought the individuals won more battles today, which is what you've been wanting to see. Tyree Wilson won a couple one-on-one battles. Jalen Hutchings, Tony Bradford. You just have to execute better one-on-one if you're going to run this three-man front. You just have to be better along the defensive line. They were better this week than they were last week, and hopefully they can improve on that uh, moving forward. But you
0: can't... Getting the smile and confidence you've been dreaming about all from the comfort of your home? At Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte.
1: Man, that sunset is gorgeous. Grill, patio, sunset. Hard to get better than that. Unless you're browsing Carvana's inventory while you soak it all in. Oh, burger time. So sit back, get comfortable. Carvana's got thousands of cars under $20,000 just waiting for you.
0: I could stay here forever.
1: Carvana. Where car buying meets comfort meets convenience, download the app or visit Carvana.com today. So schemes in the middle of a season—that's just—it's just, it's just no. not how it works. No, yeah, you're right there.
0: I, 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 I think a lot of people saying that you know we that tech should should switch schemes is because they're they're frustrated that you know they're not seeing pressure ever down, and, and you just laid it out. That's that's uh, not something you, you can rely on. Yeah, it's, it's It's impossible unless you're just like, you know, you've got just massive, super skilled, off, you know, defensive lineman going against walk-on offensive line, which doesn't happen. Um, the the one thing that I really and I really liked on, on defense day, looking at Letty Brown, dude carried set the ball seventeen times for fifty-seven yards, uh, barely over three yards of carry. Um, he was basically their 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 rushing attack coming into this game. You did see Garrett Green um, have some success, but I think when we talk about being predictable, like when when Green was in there, there was very little threat that he was going to throw it. Um, I mean, of the at least seven plays he was in the game from my count, he threw it twice and ran five times. Um, on his five carries, he picked up thirty four yards, which were. It felt back- backbreaking at the time, um, but at the end of the day, you gave up 94 rushing yards on 3.5 yards per carry. Again, this is on the road after you just got just demolished in Austin uh, on the ground. Um, on the flip side, your, your rushing attack only picked up 80 yards on 2.7 yards per carry. A lot of that came on the negative plays from Columbia. We knew that the West Virginia defensive line was going to be disruptive, and they were. Uh, they got some not only tackles for loss, but some sacks. Uh, he Columbia ended up negative yards. Geiger had uh, one negative yard. Um, Thompson had several plays where he took the ball and, and lost yards. He, he averaged or into the game averaging four yards a carry. Uh, Desmond Smith coming in for a couple plays. I, I I want to see more of him, but again, it's it's a little predictable. He's he's coming in to run the ball. Um, yeah, I'd like to see him throw it or yeah, hand it I'd off it a couple <laughs> times. I, I I would love to see like a play action pass where he just bombs it deep over people because they're so committed to stopping the run. Um, yeah, it's a long, it's game. it's a long game. Columbia through the air, uh, not as as effective or, or as as efficient as he was last week against, against Texas. 24, 23 of thirty four for two hundred sixty six yards, no touchdowns. Uh, you ran into on the day from Project Thompson, but you did get the ball to eleven different receivers. Kalen Geiger was the leading receiver in both number of catches and yards. Geiger had seven catches for eighty two yards, uh, with the long of forty two. Um, then Ringden had three catches Fungy had two catches for 50 yards with a long of 46 uh bradley my goodness this man is coming up with like you know your biggest receiver that's not a tight end and just making ridiculous catches love to see him getting more involved in unfortunately i guess that's more because as a common was out today uh he and, and Fungy both i mean they combined for four catches for 80 yards they're averaging 20 yards a catch. Manning's got a couple catches. White, Cleveland, Coontz, Teeter, Thompson, and Price all had a catch. Um, so overall, now now that you're 4-1 and one, um, and then looking up at the schedule, you're coming back home to take on TCU. Um, where, where do you, you guys feel that this team is, is going now that you rebounded from the Texas game? You didn't let the emotions of how you were defeated in Austin – affect the outcome of the game in, in Morgantown. You've got four wins now going into game six. Where do you guys feel the game is? Or the team is going? And we'll start with you, Kyle.
2: Well, you've got quite the opportunity here. Um, I think you're going to be a slight favorite against TCU at home next Saturday. Uh, that'll be a night game, six o'clock kickoff. And, In some ways, you know, pretty similar team to West Virginia. Um, I think the recipe for beating them looks really similar to taking away their running game first. Uh, We know Duggan is a huge threat with his legs, and um, they've got a stud running back as well. If you look at their box score against Texas today, their leading receivers all had like 30-something yards apiece. I mean, they didn't have anybody that they could could consistently go to through the air. and so I don't think, you know, against these good running backs and good rush offenses you see in the Big 12, it's really hard to just straight up shut them down. But if you can sort of contain the damage and then make some of these quarterbacks like Max Duggan, Jared Daigie beat you through the air, I think that's the recipe. And so um, I think you're going to be a slight favorite in that game. And um, let's say you win that at home. You'd be 5-1 with a road trip to Lawrence, a very winnable game. And, uh, you know, you've got an opportunity right here to get bowl eligible in mid-October and be 6-1 and headed down the stretch. Um, I think almost any fan would have taken this before the season started. You know, road game at Houston, at Texas, at West Virginia, I think most would have taken two out of three in those. And um, now we have to hope for a good home crowd and that they can sort of sustain this momentum next week because you're setting up to have a really good first half of the season. And then, you know, we'll kind of see what November brings. But um, main thing right now is, is you've got a huge opportunity to capitalize on. And I hope that that they.
0: All right. What about you as a team is four and one looking to host TCU, then on the road, Kansas back home at Kansas State, um, you know, going into the season, I was very optimistic in saying Texas Tech could, and I was predicting should be 7-1 going into that road trip at Oklahoma. Um, you kind of have that set up a little bit. Oh, wow. You had to take care of business for two of the three games coming up, obviously, against TCU and Kansas State. But w- where do you see the direction of the team now that, like I said, you bounced back from Texas, you took care of the, the Mountaineers on the road, and you got these next three games, which should be very winnable on your schedule.
1: Yeah, I don't know if I'd say very winnable. Uh if you look at the, we'll have to figure out what Reggie Pearson went down with. He uh, attempted murder at the goal line. Uh, could could have separated his shoulder. I don't know. If you're down Pearson, Waters, Fields, Ezukanma for a stretch instead of just a game, Dawson Deaton, uh, Deaton and Ezukanma dealing with, and Fields all dealing with concussion protocol should be back next week. Uh, Taj Brooks. I mean, if all these guys are out, against TCU, against Kansas, against Kansas state, you're looking at a tougher stretch than what you would be at full tilt. Uh, but I think this offense runs better with, uh, Henry Columbia. I think he's more decisive. I think he looks more athletic than Tyler Shuck. And that was Tyler Shucks big main call. Uh, I think there's some scheme issues still on offense that you can correct, like going empty against a six-man defensive line uh, where they're an all-out blitz and you're still staying in empty without a hot route uh, because you've done that in every game on offense. If you can get rid of that and maybe some of the opposite hash to sideline throws, I think your offense really could start kick- clicking. I I don't love the matchup against TCU just because Zach Evans looks really good and you're beat up on defense. Say that all to say you could certainly be eligible and two home games in the next three also really feels good. Uh, The thing that Mike Leach did for years to get to bowl games was win his home games, Uh, and that's something that the coaches following him have not done. So, if Matt Wells wants to be here for a long time, all he has to do is win his home games. And The Jones, for all of its struggles in the last 10 years with fan attendance, if you're winning, people will be there. I mean, you could sell out Kansas State pretty easily if you win the next two. Yeah, I mean, so your remaining home
0: schedule looks like TCU, uh, Kansas State, Iowa State, Oklahoma State. Um, those teams uh, have, have – I mean, they're, they're not as as good as you, you maybe thought of going into the season, especially looking at Iowa State and Oklahoma State. Uh, Kansas State is like that weird contender that, like, just nobody can figure out. They're, they're hanging around uh, winning games. TCU is kind of that same way. Uh, but to, to go back to your point, though, about, you know, missing some of these guys, and, and I guess, you know, you mentioned for a stretch instead of a game, I, I would say, well, Rob, you won the game without them. Today and I, I'm not saying that's, that's a recipe for success going forward, right? Like you're not going to win, uh, you know. You're not going to completely retool the offense, you know, without Brooks and Ezukanma and Deaton, uh, and then the the impact guys you had on on defense go down. But um, s- some of those 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 players, like you said, should be coming back or should, should be available here soon. Um, but for me, I I'm, I'm still. I, optimistic about the next three games that you could and I'm going to say should go two and one at least in those three games Um, and really set you up there. I mean, at that point you're six and two, you've got a road game against Oklahoma home versus Iowa state, Oklahoma state, and then finish out on the road at Baylor. Um, Yeah. So Today, I, I think overall message from me, or just the thoughts from me, uh, good to get that monkey off your back. but it didn't affect you how you lost the game in Austin to how you you fit, or at least it didn't affect the outcome of, of, of today's game. Right? It didn't it didn't roll over into a second loss. Um, you know, hopefully you get those guys healthy and back. Azukama uh, and Brooks are definitely big pieces of the offense. Uh, and then hopefully, you know the, those key pieces on on defense. But when you hold a you know conference opponent that's that's home to twenty points, you're you're really excited about that. Um, looking forward to the next couple of uh, or you know the, the home stretch coming up. Like you said, two games at three, two of the next three at home, um, and you know with the opportunity to get to bowl eligible here pretty soon. So I want to thank Kyle and Rob for joining on today uh, and in place of Michael as he's, you know, hosting some family, um, tech wins today, 23 to 20. Looking forward to next week's home game versus TCU. We'll get the preview out Tuesday night, Wednesday morning for you guys listening to the 23 personnel podcast. If you don't already, you guys need to be listening to Kyle and Rob on the gambling gauchos. Their shows come out Monday and Thursday or
2: Friday guys. Yeah. They kind (laughs) of come out whenever they come.
0: They come out. Yes.
2: Well, <laughs> I tried they, they, they I tried also to put have two shows a
0: week. Definitely check them out if you haven't already. But for Rob and Kyle, I'm Spencer. We'll catch you guys next time. Thank you for listening to the 23 Personnel Podcast and sharing our fandom for the Texas Tech Red Raiders. You can connect with us on Twitter at 23Personnel, Spencer at PuntSuck, and Michael at Michael underscore LBK and find even more great content over on stakingtheplanes.com. Help us out by rating the show and leaving a review on iTunes and subscribe on whatever channel you listen to podcasts. Remember to tell your friends about the show. The guys will be back next week with another episode. And until then, guns up and let the tortillas fly.